Hello and welcome. I am so glad you're here. I'm Beth, a creator-based coach with CMH Coaching for Life. I'm here today to help you and those you love create a life you feel grounded and at home in. Think of a life where you feel peace, love for those around you, and in a flow with just enough challenge to keep you happy and creating something wonderful. Sounds like magic, but it's not. You can create that life every single day. You can have a life full of love, excitement, hope, and creation. Our mission at CMH Coaching is to flood the earth with light through compassion, mindfulness, and hope. And I'm going to ask a favor of you. If you like what you see and hear today, think of someone you know that would enjoy and benefit from this message. Our mission is to flood the world with compassion, mindfulness, and hope. Share this with them. But for now, this is time just for you. So settle into whatever you're doing and enjoy this time with the girls where we create that one awesome, amazing, perfect life every one of us is seeking. Welcome to the Creator Based Weekly. This is a Creator Based Life, the weekly podcast for CMH Coaching. And we empower women of faith to create lives they love, the lives they have always wanted. I'm here with Jacine Bonnet, a business coach, a mom, a grandma, and an avid runner, and Jennifer DeRoos, a coach, a can grow anything gardener, and a hypnotherapist. Don't roll <laughs> your eyes. I know you garden really well. And I'm Beth. A lot of things, but <laughs> lots of practice too. I'm Beth, a master life coach, the author and creator of the Creator Based Way, and create your one awesome, amazing, perfect life. So today we're talking about passion. That's continuing the monthly theme of passion with intention and working with difficult people. And y'all, I have just looked forward to this all day long all day long, working with difficult people and other challengers to our boundaries. So I have a little poem that I wanted to share, if it's okay with you. It's a Shel Silverstein poem. It's called The Land oh, of Happy. The Land of Happy. Doesn't that just make you feel good just thinking about it? The Land of Happy. Have you ever been to the Land of Happy where everyone's happy all day, where they joke and they sing of the happiest things and everything's jolly and gay. There's no one unhappy in happy. There's laughter and smiles galore. I've been to the land of happy. What a bore. <laughs> I'm going to say, is he alone in that land of happy? <laughs> That's right. What a bore. Maybe. <laughs> Why would we want to be in the land where there's no challengers? where there's nothing tricky or no difficulty. I don't know. I don't know. I've been in the land of happy today. It's been a good day, but there have been challenges, right? That's the way it's supposed to be. So any, did you guys bring any stories about working with difficult people? Which one do you want? <laughs> I know you work with people all day long. So let's just talk about some of the people oh. in our world that have been difficult and some ways that we worked with them, especially if they're creator-based ways, right? But mm -hmm. 
we all just know life is not boring when you work with difficult people. It's just not. So share, JC, just share. Oh, okay. Unburden. <laughs> Unburden. Delight me with, regale me with your stories. <laughs> all right. So we had a wonderful wedding weekend for my nephew this weekend. And I had the awesome, challenging time of being in charge of my mom, my aging mom. Yes, because you texted me and said you were headed for the water park and you were going to see how that went. How did that go? The water park was wonderful. So that was a really, a really great day. My 81-year-old mother, we got her down a water slide. Well, she wanted to go on the big ones. And I'm like, those are eight flights of stairs, mom. And I'm pretty sure. I really love your hips. So maybe we try something shorter. (laughs) Yeah. So we tried one where it was just one flight of stairs and it, yeah. So anyway, she was so proud of herself and went on the lazy river and it was, it was a good day. Um, for for the most part. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't want to be boring. Mm, no, 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 no. So my, my tyrannical talker mother, <laughs> you have a tyrannical talker in your life. All right. I do. She was this weekend and I being able to remove myself yesterday and today has been super helpful to be able to go back and review what was going on. And, you know, she is, she is a caregiver for her husband who is on dialysis. And so that really is her life. Wow. And And that's, that can be really challenging. It's It's caretaking in general, but caretaking with dialysis is intense. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, most of her talking was all about feeding what he's eating for dinner, what he's, and everything was about that, you know, just her daily routine and mundane thing. And, and then constantly, constantly. (laughs) I'm breathing. Come on, spit it out, spit out. Constantly. Uh, being the backseat driver. So we've had multiple events going on and that is like fingernails on a chalkboard for me. Like, especially since we have maps these days that tell us, you know, when we're going to turn. And then she would say it right after maps said it and, oh, you need, you know, and, oh, there's a stop sign and, oh, there's this and you need to, and I'm just like, so by day three, I was not so nice. Yeah. Not so cheerful <laughs> anymore, huh? The last nerve time. Yeah. 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 So I tried to handle it well. You know, from day one, it was already an irritant and it just kept getting worse and worse. So trying to go back in the creator based way and look at, okay, why no, am I? Died. Yeah. Asking questions. What, what is it that's triggering this? You know, why am I, why am I feeling this at this point in time? Why am I so angry with her? Why am I so frustrated? What? So, um, and, and then praying, you know, not stop and asking, trying to repent. (laughs) And then, yeah, yeah, the repent, it goes, 
I'm really sorry for that last thought. Please, will you give me some grace to be able to see this differently? Oh and gosh, then you're, I'm really, I'm really sorry. sorry for that next thought, but please, will you give me some grace to see this differently? Yes. Right. The very yes. next minute. It the was very next like, thought. Yeah. Because again, when you're with somebody that's continually doing something and you've asked them to please respect my boundaries, respect this, respect that, right. and it continues on that. I had a lot of time to practice. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> well, and if awesome. you weren't in the car and had a moment to remove yourself from the situation, mm. that would have really helped just to be able to take a couple of deep breaths away from things. Yeah. And I think too, guys, again, it was a family situation. We're all staying in this house. I had given my bedroom to my niece and nephew that they had a new baby. Like, I'm not going to, no, I'll take the couch. Really. I'm one person. So, but I didn't sleep well. And so I think, you know, all of that stuff, (laughs) one thing compounding on the next thing, um, hot chocolate, there was a Starbucks close. And I have to tell you two mornings in a row, Jason walked to Starbucks (laughs) and got her hot chocolate. Yes. I like, bet the walk was as good as the hot chocolate. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I love you. Be honest. All right. Oh, so there we go. That, there's my, there's my but I feel better today in being able to look back on that and mm-hmm. look at, okay, so this is when I was playing the victim. Mm-hmm. And in order for me to get out of that victim mode, then, you know, lashing back at her and telling her I've had a persecutor not your husband that you have to tell everything to like stop treating me like that you know yeah Yeah. I became the persecutor and then she went into the victim role and then I tried to rescue her from double back to rescue her yeah right it's just like this constant triangle I want to move over to the coach and to the, yeah, the challenger the challenge and to the creator but I couldn't yeah. like I was grasping like I knew it was there but I couldn't figure out how to get there until yeah. I until today yeah <laughs> and so what'd you figure out about today how could you have been in in creator or challenger or coach respecting my own boundaries. And like you said, removing myself and saying, Hey, I, I just need a timeout. This is really hard for me. And, yeah. and being able to say it respectfully instead of the emotion. The yeah. 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 So being able better, to say it considerably sooner. Yes. 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 When you're being in yeah. And the other thing that I've learned is giving up my bedroom is never to anybody's advantage. No, <laughs> it just isn't. I, I don't sleep well, which means the morning starts off wrong, which means the walk to go get the hot chocolate, which just sets the tone for the day. And I used to judge myself about that. You're being such a bad host. These people are uncomfortable on that sofa bed. You should give up your bedroom. But you know what? I'm a way worse host if I give up my bedroom. I do them all a favor by giving myself that space. Yeah, It is no good for anybody if I sleep on the couch. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, I just know that about myself. I'm achy. I don't rest. And not that I'm not nice. Yeah. Not that I have to make everybody else miserable. I am just at a different tolerance level. Yeah. Um, So yeah. 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 So my first lesson in hosting is I have to take care of me. 
-hmm. because if I don't take care of myself, I'm just not a good host. And a lot of times that looks selfish. There's still that part of me that wants to be selfish, but I can't create if I don't have fuel to create with. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not rested and I'm not fed, or if I am fed with stuff that's not good for me, then I can't create. It just doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I slide right into, go ahead, be difficult. I'm ready to come <laughs> yeah. I do know. Go ahead. go ahead, yank my chain because I'm ready. Go right ahead. I have so many things to say to you. That's right. <laughs> oh, I am prepared. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah, I've done that where I've given up my bedroom and slept on the sofa bed. I won't do that again. No matter how much I love you, I'll find you an Airbnb in town if you need, but I'm not giving up my room. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it was quite the weekend. It was, it was amazing and wonderful. That was just the one part, you know, as we're talking today about dealing with difficult. Yeah. And, you know, and it doesn't mean that you don't love the person. Uh -uh. I still loved her. I still love them all. I still do love her. (laughs) Yeah. But then let's talk about boundaries. And, you know, last week we talked about threshold guardians Mm. and This is kind of like a threshold guardian experience, just a little bit working with somebody who's difficult. It Mm -hmm. shows you your strengths. It shows you your weaknesses. It challenges you to stretch and to grow. That's what threshold guardians do on the hero's journey, right? Mm -hmm. But um, so looking at coming up against a difficult experience, something we know is going to be difficult or past difficult people, what steps would you offer to our wonderful women that to help them prepare to meet that in a, in a more creator-based way. First of all, sit back and ask, what is the story I'm telling myself about the event coming up? Whoa. Yes. Powerful. Expectation on how everybody is going to act and how you're going to act. You're going to fulfill that. Yep. And so if the expectation that it's all going to be perfect, yeah, you're going to bomb because people are human. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what, what I do, cause I've had some, I've had to step into some pretty difficult family situations and with that and, and with boundaries and I've just had to be like, okay, we know it's going to go sideways at some point. Because that's just who people are. That's, that's, just that's what we are. are as human beings. That's who that's we are. Who we yeah. are. So when it does, what are your tools? nice yeah and so they kind of like and one of my big one is is not like you said not going in with the expectation that it's all going to be better roses or or butterflies and rainbows but not also that it's not all going to be like really super bad no Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so 50 50 right I really believe sometimes you can fulfill it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy you can fulfill it if you if that's what you think it's going to be um so and sometimes with these family members and sometimes these situations, it does not matter how much you state your boundary. Mm-hmm. They're going to run over it. They're just going to roll over. This is just how it is. So I make sure I have some internal boundaries with myself that I will not cross with that. So like if that, if this happens and they don't respect it, how am I going to have the boundary with myself and protect myself? Yes. And do you have some key go-to phrases? Oh my gosh. Yes. As a quick. Yeah. Okay. Share. Cause my, so, my first is permission to be human. Well, yeah, I love that. That's that my too. first, but so, tell us about yours. So, so I have quite a few depends yeah. on the situation. They're a child of God. 
There you go. Yeah, you know, and sometimes I'm like, they're a child of God, they're a child of God. You know, I just have to keep like putting it over my head, you know. And so yeah. that just like you know, help me to get like the perspective of like, you know, they're they're they're, they're important. They're they are, you know, they're, they're precious in the sight of the Lord. Um the other one is sometimes I have to go to the not my circus, not my monkeys. Yeah, um, my surface circus, not my responsibility. <laughs> exactly, it's a personal matter for someone else. Rescuer and too much wanting to get involved. Right, right. Um, his family is still not my, not my monkey, not my circus. Um, right. The other one is if it's more on a where I have to reestablish a person, like a, an inward boundary with myself, and give myself some love and care. It's three sentences I learned in my hypnotherapy school from Grace Smith is, I am safe, I am calm, I choose to I be choose here. I choose to be here. I choose to be here. Because, yeah, you, you have a choice. And, and and sometimes when I go, I choose to be here, I'm like, well, yeah, do I? I can leave. You know, yeah, I do That's choose true. to be here. That's and true. so when you say yeah. I choose to be here, it moves you right out of victimhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I can then say, okay, well, you know what? Yeah, I choose to be here because it's really not an appro- it's really not appropriate to run away during your father's funeral, like immediately, <laughs> in the meeting, you know, but, um, <laughs> but you could have, I could yeah. have, but you know, we're in control to choose but some of the other stuff before. No, I, I could leave, you mm-hmm. know, so it was. That's what I use. I use those state those statements. It's safe. I am calm. I choose to be here. We have to say it like Grace. I choose, I choose to be here. To be here. <laughs> I love the lilt when she does that, but it's true. That is helpful. I choose to be here. Yeah. Choose to be here. But it's, I mean, I love the lilt in that because I think that is a super important part of that triad. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I end with it too. I, you know, I don't choose with, I don't end with I'm safe. Mm-hmm. I end with, I choose because that moves me into being a creator of the experience that I'm having. That gets me out of that, uh, that, <laughs> that disempowering triangle of the big, yes, one. that gets you out of that disempowering triangle. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about mirroring in mm-hmm. a difficult relationship because we all tend to mirror for better or for worse. Anybody want to do a definition and, and cite some, some oh. mirroring behaviors? Your, your, your interactions, especially with the most intimate people in your life, your family, your really close friends are going to mirror to you what you need to work on in yourself. That is when true. you see something in them that you're like, poke, 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 take a minute and just say, no, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. What aspect of this is really me not Except that I've been poking at myself about what is inside of me. And, and when I learned that mirroring technique, I looked at my husband and went, holy cow. <laughs> I know. I, I got so much to work on. You know? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then I think if I had been so much less judgmental of you, I would be so much happier because I wouldn't be poking at me. At me. Yeah. 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 The other thing with mirroring is you'll notice when you're with people that you love, you will, um, your body language will mirror, you'll connect and like, and your emotions will quite often yes. connect. So if your honey comes home grumpy, and <laughs> you can very easily feed off of that. And so it, even with anybody who's difficult, I imagine that was an Im- some impact with your mom in the car, even yeah. Yeah. some of her feelings, energetically, her, yeah, it was uh, her fear mm-hmm. that it wasn't going to work out the way she wanted it to work. And she yeah. wanted to be all perfect and everybody to be happy. 
And so she needed to control. Yeah, some mirroring may be there too. Yeah, we do that a lot, it, especially in situations where we don't feel like we have control. But I choose to be here. Choose. <laughs> I choose. Which is interesting because she did make a comment to my, my sister and I and my sister's daughter-in-law. We were sitting there chatting and um, my mom said, she said, yeah, when I get old, there are. I don't want to live with Rebecca or JC. They're both type A personalities and they would try to control my life. So, so maybe she was feeling like I, cause I know Rebecca was doting over her and I was trying to get stuff for her. And, you know, maybe it was just too much for her. And so giving directions was her way of. Control back. And think about it. She really doesn't yeah. have a lot of control in the life that she's living with, with yeah. her husband. So maybe this was her way of like, having some like relief or something, being able to feel like she had choices, mm -hmm. control mm -hmm. of something. Yeah. Well, and there's reverted to mother mode. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But there is another aspect of mirroring that we missed in a way to help the people that we love. So let's play with the idea of mirroring in the reverse to project some of the things you wanted to offer your mom. We kind of play with that scenario when she's yeah, in the car and she's not feeling in control. And um, what could we do there? Oh, maybe <laughs> we could use another scenario if you want. I love just your no, I, no, that's wrong. It's just so timely, you know. It really, it, it usually is. Like, guys, yes, this is just a gift. <laughs> you, you guys have an open book to Jason's life. Um, well, <laughs> so, but think well, about if, um, if yeah, we're, if we were in a situation where we had a backseat driver that was mm -hmm. driving us crazy mm -hmm. because they felt out of control. And mm -hmm. we used some of the tools, like Jen said, she brings tools into her situation when she knows we had maybe a little bit of preparation there and bringing some of our tools in. And we started to use those tools quietly to ourselves. That could that shift the energy to be able to allow our passenger in the backseat who is trying to drive to feel differently mom do you choose to be here if you do because <laughs> if you don't i'm putting you out the door maybe you didn't feel oh, safe mom, are, you safe right now? are you safe now you feeling safe you feeling out of control you feel calm <laughs> sorry no. i totally get you i i do know that sometimes like um because I don't know about you, if you guys know this about me, but I spent years working with that population as a recreational therapist. Oh, I did so, that. Yes. So a lot of times when they get to be, when, when, it, is that we go through a second childhood when we age out. Yes, we do. And so we're, sometimes we're, we're pubescent in menopause and we just keep aging out. And then we, we become like, we go through a little second childhood. And so okay. I started to understand the residents that I worked with when I started to look at it through that lens. And so I've tried to use that with my parents and with my husband's parents, mm -hmm. where it's like, we expect them to act like an adult that we have known for 20 years, but they don't, they can't anymore. Their brain is not able to. They're still changing. Some, some can, yes. I'm not going to say everybody like, but some, but some can't. And so it's like, you almost have to become the parent understanding in that situation. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times distraction, use a lot of distractions. Well, Mom, do you remember when? Tell me this. Uh -huh. And yeah, yeah. Well, that would have been way better. Yeah. But, 
sometimes you, I mean, you don't realize these things. You're just all stuck in like, she's driving me crazy. You know, it's like, you're just stuck in the, what they're, what they're doing. But I actually used that with my mother when she started to get into that, that loop of rumination of the sky is falling now that your father's dead and all the stuff and everything. And I would just start to like tell ask her, tell me about certain things in our in our life you know well, what, remember when we did this what do you remember you know and uh, and just kind of getting her out of that so distraction we do that a lot with children when we work with children yeah, yeah. Also, i mean it's just still the same thing that you can do we do with it that. with ourselves we go shopping <laughs> or we get a hot chocolate or whatever you know yeah. we do it yeah because distraction is really effective yeah change yeah. the subject yeah change the subject in your brain so you're not so focused on it. Yeah. And when you feel calmer, they'll feel calmer. Yeah. Large measure. That's, that's a genius idea. I love that. Yeah. Really, really smart. Okay. So we really want to just talk about the tyrannical talkers because the <laughs> tyrannical talker, that is like the best phrase any anywhere. I just love it. Mm. But have you ever been in a situation besides with your mom with a tyrannical talker? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what's your experience with that? I think coming from the coaching world, like when you are coaching somebody, they, you're not a therapist. So you have to, you have to stop that, that I'm going to tell you my life story because you're finally, somebody's finally going to listen to me and they just talk, 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 talk. You have to learn how to redirect and redirect because you're not a therapist. As a coach, you're about going somewhere. You're about going, you're about resolving them get somewhere. Yeah. Let's, you know, instead of that, let's have this, you know, type thing. And, and, um, so that's, that's, that's been a challenge in the, in my professional world. And, and with even hypnotherapy, there's, there's a part of coaching that that's kind of before we actually do the therapy, you know, go into hypnosis and do that. And yeah, sometimes it's just, you're just sitting there trying to not show on your face what you're thinking as <laughs> you're trying to keep getting them to redirect or whatever. But yeah, I've, I've had, that's been a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. So have you found it helpful just to sit and listen and let them talk themselves out to a degree? Um, because you, you do have to have them talk. So you understand, you know, what, what are we going to work on type thing? But when you, when you find out exactly what they want to work on and they start to go down a different, like explaining it more and more and more. And, and I actually, this is, or I was, the circle, we start the story circle. All over yeah. again. Mm-hmm. I was actually taught this by um, one of the, one of the um, workshops I was in was she just goes, okay, that that's great. And she yes. goes, that's not, Okay, that's where we need to go. That's where, yeah, and, and this is like a sublimal, or, or not really sublimal. Uh, it's the let stop me, sign, yes. It's body language. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but not very, she doesn't do it authoritative. She's like, oh yeah, let's do that. Oh yeah, you know, and so just, it's really natural for her. Because, mm. oh, let's stop right there and think about that. You know, because oh, if you do it like that, you know, it does, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's affirming, it's validating. Yeah, exactly. That's how she does it. And so, but yet it, it stops them to where you're like, this is where we're going to work. We're going to keep going. And she does talk about like, you know, but if you get someone that's such, like you said, the tyrannical that keeps going and going and going, you may have to say something to them. Yes. Well, for those of us who want to have boundaries around a tyrannical talker, maybe a family member who is tyrannical or someone we work with on a daily basis that's Mm -hmm. tyrannical, you can shift the way you think about it. This came from um, Dr. Gibson again. She makes the suggestion of thinking 
oh, here's my opportunity to practice being forthright and almost rude. I love that. Right. Yes. And almost rude. Yeah. Almost rude. I'm not going to be mean to you, but I'm going to, I'm going to practice with my boundaries. And what she says is your tyrannical talker won't even notice. No. They'll stop talking and shift gears, but they won't even notice. And so when you start looking at it as an opportunity to practice, not being quite so socially nice Yes. And truly affirm your own boundary and create your own power, then your tyrannical talker will shift gears as you need them to shift gears. You'll feel stronger and they will eventually change or they just won't come around anymore because you won't be doing the payoff that is needed. But I love the idea of looking at that situation as a, an opportunity to practice. Yeah. Here's a chance for me to practice my boundary. Mm. And and I'm I appreciate a little that. bit of a game. It <laughs> does. It lightens it. We don't take it nearly yeah. as seriously. Yeah. At that point. Oh, I get a practice being almost rude. <laughs> almost rude. Yeah. Almost. Right on just reiterating my boundary and just saying, oh, that's great. Yes. And yes. I think the, the people that I'm thinking of, they know. I mean, they will tell me, Jacine, I know I talk too, I talk too much. There's uh-huh. just, I, I just, I know I talk too much. So I know in, in business, there was one person that really struggled and I used a technique very similar, Jen, um, that I had used with one of my sons and who was also just didn't understand boundaries and didn't understand when to stop talking and things like that. And it was red lights on. Nice. Red light you know, red lights on mm-hmm. and just getting permission, especially if somebody admits that to you at the beginning or even in the middle or whatever, you know, Hey, can I have permission to stop you by using this sign or just saying red light or uh, one, the, sec. Just yeah. one sec. I've yeah. used that one sec. Yeah. Yes. And just getting their permission because most of the time they understand that they're, that, that is what they do. Yeah. Yeah. We're good people. You know, we get it. They're not going to be overtly offended most of the time. Okay. So I have a question here. Mm -hmm. Um, That's if we're like in their area or we're looking like this. What if you're on the phone? (laughs) What would we do if we're on the phone? When what I'm in that situation on the phone as a coach, I say, action got me. lost. I don't know. <laughs> no, I just, I just off. say, excuse me when we're on the phone. Oh, you say, excuse yeah, me. If I'm on the phone with a tyrannical talker, I'll just, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Sometimes I have to say it three times. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> but you keep it light. Do you do that with your, do you have a like a uh, friend, family member? Or is that strictly clients? I have both. I oh. have both. And so um, it's given me a lot of, honestly, when I read the the idea about this gives me, um, this gives me a chance to practice my boundaries. And this gives me a chance to almost be rude. I'm like, oh my gosh, it took me years to figure that out on my own. That is a valuable tool because by nature, I want to be nice and I want everybody to be happy. But Mm -hmm. if I want everybody to be happy, I am not happy. And if I'm not happy, everybody around me is not happy. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So to have a boundary and to be able, I have actually said, um, time to go home, mm-hmm. you know, or, or one second or not now, you know, 
but in a loving way and making sure however that happens, um, I'm showing lots of love around that mm-hmm. so that there's not hurt feelings because you don't want to hurt anybody. But at the same time, you need to have a boundary. We yeah. cannot just let people run over us. Right. Yeah. Right. We just can't. We're no good to anybody when that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the phone, excuse me, works really well. Excuse me. About the third, excuse me, they're going to stop. Excuse me. So another, nicely. excuse me. Another question, because I, as we were, this came on, like, you know, for us to think about talking about this, I was like, oh gosh, you know, I know there's been times I've been that tyrannical. Oh, I am. Y'all know I am. Yeah. Um, so what's the, what's the difference between like, is it something that's constantly who you are interrupting people and not letting me, or is it like, cause sometimes like I have, I just, I have to, I have to talk to somebody. Yeah. I need like, to know this before like, I pop. Yeah. Yep. Is that still a tyrannical talker? It depends on if you have permission. Okay. Like so when you start with a girlfriend and you're like, I have to dump this or I'm going to explode. Okay. They're like, oh, dump girl, just dump. That's not t- tyranny at all. That's permission. I love mm. how Brene Brown calls it bitch and moan with perspective. There you go. With perspective. <laughs> and, you, and you have to have a, not everybody you can do that with. So, okay. Right. So that's the difference. Right. Getting, yeah. getting permission right. to do it. Yep. Okay. Right. Yes. Wow. And ask up front. And if you do tend to be a tyrannical talker, there are some really cool things that you can practice for yourself. You can give your paragraph give a winding up sentence in your paragraph, whatever you want to talk about, and then stop mm-hmm. and let there be that break in the conversation. Um, you can also just make sure that after your paragraph, you ask two questions. Mm-hmm. And so if you fear that you're tyrannical, which we all are at some point in time, Absolutely. but if we have permission to dump, we're not tyrannical at all, right? But if you're just off in, in La La Land doing your thing, when was the last time you asked a question to learn what the other person's got going on? Right. Yeah. That's a good way to monitor. Yeah. Now we're all going to sit here in silence because nobody I know, I'm told too much. It's so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask that because I'm like, I, there are times I know I have been that, but it's been when it's been permissive, it's been like, you know, like, like it's, and it's been a back and back and forth. So I was kind of like, yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) I know I have in the past before I like started to do all this work on myself, probably just railroaded over somebody at some point in my life, you know, (laughs) I, I know that I did that a lot when I was going through just an ugly divorce and there was a custody battle and there was and, 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 and you I need to dump like, it out. Yeah. And I, I really had to apologize. I felt like I needed to apologize to so many people because I felt like every time I talked to them, I was just like, blah, dump, 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 because it was a constant influx of negativity and fright. I mean, scary things and threats and, 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 and yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was, yeah, there definitely was a time when I was that tyrannical talker. and But it's a gift to give to a friend when they need to dump. Mm. You know, it's like when your kids have the stomach flu yeah. and you can't stand the the whole vomit thing. I don't do vomit. I never have. It's not my thing. <laughs> Troy doesn't do blood. I don't do vomit. But 
Oh, he, I join in. I'm sympathetic. I join right. in. With them. I know that's what happens. Yeah. And so, but you think about it, it has been fondly referred to as word vomit when somebody just has to boosh, you know, it all Double has to come out. Yeah. 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 And, but it's a gift that you can give to clean up the mess and allow for your friends. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you choose to be there. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. You're not a victim. You're making the choice to serve. Right. So that's a boundary that you create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can ask permission for that too. Can I just barf all over you? Because I just have to say, <laughs> I just need to do this. <laughs> it just needs to come out. And I have friends that I could do that with and just call and go, I just have to say this. Can I, can I just have 10 minutes? Here it comes, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, that's an important part of a relationship. We're not designed to live alone. We're designed to live in community as creators who support one another. And that's really important. Even the difficult people, they teach us and they give us opportunity to practice. Well, and as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about some of those tyrannical talkers that I've, you know, come into my life and they're usually in a state of crisis yeah, or, or a state of overwhelm or like, the, the, like something big is going on in their life. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is interesting because I'm like, well, maybe that gives me the opportunity to be a little bit more mindful of them and loving towards them. Yeah. Compassion. And as you create that compassionate feeling within yourself, you'll mirror that for them. And that will really help them as well. So not only will they get it out, but they'll feel better about themselves because they'll mirror that. Yeah. Okay. So we're out of time, but we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. So maybe next week we'll talk a little bit more about it, but let's think about this week as we're going through the week, how is this difficult person acting as a challenger for me? Mm. So when we're looking at the triangle and we've got victim and rescuer and persecutor, and we want to flip it, we've got the creator and the challenger and the coach. Mm -hmm. So we're we're in a situation where we're feeling tried instead of, this is just a weekly challenge, instead of shifting to, oh, oh, poor me. Oh, I just love that. Oh, poor me. And enter into your your route with the pity party, that neural pathway that's so beautifully well-worn, right, Jen? Instead of that, just ask the question, try this just for the first question. You don't even have to follow it through if you don't want to follow it through, if you'd rather have your pity party, but ask the question, how is this acting as a challenger for me? So other experiences that might be like a difficult person, anxiety, impatience, procrastination, lots of emotional things can also be difficult, like a difficult person. But if we ask ourselves first, how is this acting like a challenger for me? It, at least for me, takes me back to those three beautiful phrases that Jen used. I am safe. I am calm. I choose to be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what's coming up this week because we got big things coming. It's only a month until our big event, our annual event. But for this week, tomorrow, we have Coaching Clear. And if y'all haven't been to Coaching Clear, you just need to try it just try it. It's cmhcoaching.com slash coach. And you can get a 30 30 day free trial and just try it for the month of August and the beginning of September and see what you think. It is an amazing experience. Jen, what are your experiences with coaching clear? Oh, um, well, for me, from, from being like the coach and the facility, all this stuff like that, 
this gives me the opportunity <laughs> to actually get work done for myself. So yes. it's that, come and be served huge, with yeah, the women over there. gift and blessing for me. But um, there's been so many different like aspects of it that what is brought out in the group um, applies to my life somehow. Mm. And um, I can get some insight and I can get some, some release and um, feel better. I mean, physically and emotionally, mentally, just feel better. And it sets my week. I like that it's Tuesday because I've come off of the high on Sunday, had yeah. the Monday, and now I've got the Tuesday and I'm like, Oh, I can do the rest oh, of the week. I can keep going. <laughs> keep going. But it's, yeah. it's so it's, it's, I don't know. I love learning about things. And so when I learn something about myself that I can either, you know, improve on or just, Oh, glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. You know, that's something that's, that's, you know, that's unburdening and lightning. I'm getting rid of some emotional garbage and baggage. Yeah. Always makes me feel better. So I don't know. I've had just really good experiences with it. Thanks. Very talented and gifted. You're very kind, but really what's fun is with that group, I always walk away feeling better too, because it's a group of like-minded women filled with faith who are there to support one another. And it's a hundred percent confidential. So if you need some place to and dump, you can have a place. Right. Don't do it on Facebook live guys. No, don't do it on Facebook live, but you come to coaching clear confidence, confidential. It's a very private space. So that's coming up tomorrow, but then Wednesday we have book club. Jason, book club. About book club? Yeah, book club. We are learning about Dr. Schwartz's IFS internal family systems. No bad parts is the name of the book. Um, if you join the 5050 girl page again, go to cmhcoaching.com, join the 5050 girl page. You will find the link there to join us on Wednesdays as, and it's every single week which it's very consistent and we just talk about what we're learning in those chapters. So yeah. and once again, it's a group of like-minded women of faith. So it's, it's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, it's really good. And then we just had our amazing jumpstart. Jen, I had somebody call me just this morning and like, where is that recording? I want to watch that recording again about how to do, how to deal with pain and discomfort. So thank you again for that. And then we have another one coming up the 2nd of September, right? Mm -hmm. Just a few weeks. And do you want to tell us about that? It's going to be about anxiety um, and tools to use for anxiety. And honestly, some of them are going to be almost like that jumpstart because you can apply those to anxiety, but we're going to working with uncertainty and uncertainty and taking the energy out of that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. So that's the 2nd of September, but then the big kahuna, you the wait. 11th of September, it's going to be you week. We wait all year long for you week. So you weeks, res- uh, the sign up is now open so you can do early registration and it is going to be amazing. JC, you want to tell us just a little bit about you week? Oh my gosh. Every- so it's five days, it's, it's five days and it's an hour each evening and and the discussions that we have there and the things that we learn, it is all about our everyday experiences and how we can take those experiences and turn them into things that benefit us. 
And man, just some of the comments that we had last year off of U Week, and we have people from all ages um, who have joined us. Uh, I think our youngest was 18 or 19 that joined us, and she was getting ready to go on a mission for her church, and it just helped her have more confidence and the ability, like I've been in contact with her since then. And she said the things that she learned about herself during the U week have really helped her to be outward focused on people as she serves people on her mission. So it's, it's really cool. I love those stories. Yeah. It's a really empowering week to get to know yourself, Mm -hmm. the, the goods and the bads. And, and, and be okay with that. And to see, oh my gosh, we're all like that. We are common humanity. Yeah. yeah. And then what the, the tools that Beth teaches in that, it just, like I said, it's empowering. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure your friend on the mission felt that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It is, it is just a great week. So mark your calendar, September 11th to the 14th, 15th. I don't remember, but it starts on the 11th Monday yeah. and it'll be at seven o'clock central time. So wherever you are, JC and I know that's early for you, but it's just right early evening for us. And, um, it'll be an hour every night and it will be recorded in case you have like a youth night with your kids. You have a ball game or something. You'll get the recording and you'll be able to listen later and you'll get to listen over and over and over again. If there's stuff you want to really practice. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a great week. Oh, that was fun. I think we're done. Y'all feel finished. Anything more we need to talk about? No. We love our 50-50 girls cup, girl, girls club and our 50-50 girls. Well, Thank maybe you for coming. let them know about how the your training coaches. Oh, we are training coaches. Yes. Aren't the two coaches going to be um, introduced in the? Um, They'll be part of U Week this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. I think they're just hearing that right now. But oh, surprise! Oh <laughs> Oops, I was just yeah. so excited. But that we will. There, we've got there. two coaches in training. We've got a nice size group that's working through. We will start another coach training next year. But for this year, um, you'll get to meet the new coaches, and they'll get to have a little practice, and we can talk all about coach training. It's so fun. It is just so cool to internalize the creator-based way and be able to go out and change the world and bring that light and that goodness to other people. The world just really needs it. They need that hope. And when you take compassion for yourself and for those around you, and you take the mindfulness practices that we work with, compassion and mindfulness always equals hope. You just Mm -hmm. come up feeling better for it. And we got the tools and we're teaching people how to do it. And these tools that you learn, you don't it's not that you can't apply them to your everyday, you know, experiences and relationships. And when people need help, you apply them all the time, not just in a coaching setting. No. So, but it's so beneficial to like have the tools of a coach to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. And we will all visit again next week, same time, same place, Creator Base Weekly, and learning all about how to have a creator based life. Thanks for coming. I can choose to be happy, choose to be free, moment by moment. It's all up to me, cause what I think about, I bring about. That's the way it is, and there is no doubt. Day by day, I pave the way with every little thought I think.
Hey, thanks for joining us today in A Creator-Based Life. I hope you felt that compassion, mindfulness, and hope you came seeking today. You can find more of it at cmhcoaching.com or on linktree slash cmhcoaching. Of course, any social media outlet, we're there too. Because you felt the benefit and light in this message, please invite those you care deeply about to join us. Help us to create a ripple effect across the globe of compassion, mindfulness, and hope. Then we can create a creator-based life together. Have a great week, y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Cause what I think